are now listening to Against All Odds, the podcast for side hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wealth achievers who are doing what they love and making an income at the same dang time. And now, your host, Terrilyn Hicks. Hey, what's up, listeners? This is the episode you have waited three months for. It is the first, I mean, there was the last episode was the official episode, but this is the last, the first official, official episode. I've got a guest here in the studio. Well, she's actually Skyping, Zooming in, but uh, tonight's episode is going to talk about what it's really like to start a business. So the internet is full of ideas and conversations and video reels that talk about what it's like to start a business, but what's it really like? Tonight's guest, Angel Anderson, is here to tell you she is a hairstylist, beautiful entrepreneur, and a business owner of Angel Hair, and she is going to be talking about what is really going on when you're starting your entrepreneur journey. Angel, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. I'm excited for this episode. Angel, and just to give her a shout out, she does my hair. And so if you see my hair tonight, that's her, her work. <laughs> um, I've gotten a million compliments. So thanks, girl. Um, You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, as you know, I am a hairstylist. I specialize in natural, healthy hair care. Um, it's really hard to take care of natural hair. So that's where I come in. I'm like the hair doctor. Um, I started my business about six years ago. Um, and it really is just something I'm passionate about. And so by default, it became something I make a living for. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and what I do. That is really exciting because I, I feel like you didn't emphasize this when you said a hair doctor, and I feel like it's really hard to find someone who actually focuses on the health of your hair. That's always the hardest thing. So I know I'm really grateful for it because, uh, Angel, you already know I am not the person for spending a ton of time on my hair, and so and my hair does not thank me for it. So you've been helping me on that journey, which we're going to talk more about that and how you stand out. But tell me, how did you get started working for yourself? Because you didn't always do that, right? Right. So honestly, it was not the plan. Um, when I went to cosmetology school, I've done hair all my life. So I knew it would be my profession. I decided to work for a salon owner with coworkers who also did hair as well. And just working there, I began to see the pros and cons of how this business goes, how you make an income, you know, what can jeopardize making that income. And so just naturally by default, learning the ropes in a salon, I realized a lot of the cons could easily be fixed, but sometimes the owner of the salon is not willing to do that. And so I'm just like, I'm here, I'm putting in all this hard work, you know, I'm giving my talents, but I, it's not being reciprocated in the way that it can be. It's not being maximized. And so when I realized that, I said, why am I here? Why don't I just leave and provide what I need to provide for myself in business? And so it just kind of like flowed into entrepreneurship. But that never was like the initial plan. 
That's really interesting because I feel like most people, I assumed actually that most people who are in cosmetology are immediately like, I want to work for myself. I'm going to, you know, pay my own bills and make my own money. Is that not something that's typical? Um, no, to be honest, it's a lot easier to have someone provide for you. Um, as far as like overhead, they're providing like the space, the chair, um, all of your products, your tools, things like that. So in a mindset of being successful, it's like it's easier to just like work for somebody who provides what you need and just make a paycheck and go home. But when you realize they control so many parts of your success and you have an entrepreneurship mindset, whether you know this or not, you start to see how it can be better. And so it's just like, Okay, at least for me, speaking right. for me, it was just like, it makes more sense for me to just go ahead and do this on my own and just make things happen that normally wouldn't happen under someone else. Right. So, but now that I'm here, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. I don't have a cap on my salary. So, I can imagine. So, what is that like? Like, what's the... What salary can you, like, is this, is an expectation, I guess, when you're on your own versus when you're working in a salon? Um, what do you, what do you mean by expectation? So what's a reasonable salary that you can expect working in a salon and what's kind of a salary that you can make when you're just in business for yourself? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, it really depends on the culture of the salon you choose to work in. Okay. And the demographics. Um, if you're in a neighborhood and a style of salon that's more like that, you're probably not going to make as much as an upscale place and like a, a more expensive neighborhood. So it just it really depends on where you decide to be. I feel like that goes for whether you're going to work for someone or you're going to work for yourself. Like you have to position yourself in a place that will provide you with a higher income and then simultaneously providing like the services that will match that as well so is that typically something you have to like work up towards like you start in a place that's like eh, this neighborhood's a little bit more laid back and casual mm -hmm. and then you work towards uh i don't want to say higher quality but you know higher caliber or is it something that you can just jump into and you're like oh i work in a fancy salon or i work I'm, i have my own own fancy salon how does yeah. that work um, it's, it's interesting because it varies from person to person. I've met people in this industry who like literally just started like two years ago versus I have been here for 12 plus years. Right. And they, um, invested so much from wherever they came from. They saved money and they poured so much into it. They were able to like start where some people like work their way up to. I think it's about investing whatever you want to provide for your client tells you what type of client you're going to have right for me though speaking personally I definitely had to work my way up because it like I said it never was the plan for me to be an entrepreneur I just knew I wanted to do hair it's my passion I want to make money let me work in a salon so once I learned the ropes and the differences between both like types of salons that's when I had to, I actually had to build my confidence, of course. And right. then I started off, you know, average. And then I looked at what it will take to do an upscale service and upscale salon. And so I went that route after learning the game from the inside out. And you're in a nice spot. So that's a really unique salon and it's got a really nice space and stuff like that. Uh, I would love to see where you first started <laughs> just so, oh so we can God, see that journey. Picture of it too. Uh, I'm going to find it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna yes. talk about that. Um, so you said you uh, have a specialty now. What do you specialize in? Tell us about that. Um, so I specialize in healthy hair care. I noticed that in my industry, a lot of people are into aesthetics and just into how they look on the outside. But what's important first is how you feel and how things are going on the inside, right? Right. So healthy hair, I feel, gives you a confidence that you just normally would not have if your hair is just not healthy. That makes sense. Um, so it's not something that I overlook. I have a heart for health care, healthy hair. Um I know how beautiful someone's hair could be if it was well taken care of. So that's mainly what I specialize in. Obviously, I love styles. I love making things look beautiful. But first and foremost, I'm going to make sure your edges are growing. I'm going to make sure your hair is not split and dry. Like, So my specialty is healthy hair. Right. Okay. And that makes sense because I've definitely been to people who did not care. Like, wait, wait, even me and my minimal hair knowledge, I was like, my hair seems quite dry as you're putting this <laughs> this weave into it yeah. <laughs> for the next yeah. eight months. <laughs> I've never had to wait for eight months, but I'm just using that example um, in case anybody is going to email me and be like, that's gross. Um, so uh, I know you said, okay, I realized I had an entrepreneurial mindset. I realized I didn't like the way that, that my salon owner was doing things. Did you just wake up overnight and quit or did you, how did, how did you set up your plan, your business plan, all that stuff? Right. So it was a gradual process for sure, because I'm not going to lie. It's very scary. Um, when you have that initial thought, like, wow, I can't be here anymore. You're saying I can't be here to a lifeline, to something that pays your bills and puts food on the table. Right. So, you know, the first initial thought was, all right. I can't stay here, but how do I leave and make it work? I, not even honestly like be super successful, but the first step was like, how do I leave? And at least they'll make a living similar to what I'm making here, but on my own. So I thought about it for days. I actually looked around the salon and I noticed which stylists are bringing in a lot of the money. And I talked to them. I said, if you stay here, we both know you're not going to continue to be successful because of the way things were going with the salon. As mm -hmm. So I talked about partnering with them. I offered them, you know, the opportunity to just come with me. And I had to explain after building the confidence myself, I had to explain to them, hey, you are the reason that this salon is as successful as it is, whether you know that or not. You, you have regulars who come through the door to see you. They ask for you by name. Right. If your name leaves here, it goes and it gets branded somewhere else. You may lose a percentage of those clients because maybe it's just convenient in the neighborhood, whatever the case. Mm -hmm. But most of them will come with you. But it's up to you to believe that. Girl, you staged a mutiny. <laughs> Say that again? I said you staged a mutiny? Yeah. <laughs> I did. We met oh. at Starbucks. Okay. Okay. So what was your next step? So we met at Starbucks. We had a few meetings. She finally was convinced, okay, I'm not afraid. I can do this. What's the next step? So we just really talked about how do we transition to another place? We had to hunt for an, a place to work. 
which I really love this about Texas is they give you an opportunity to have a suite instead of having to pay for like an entire building, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier or was a lot easier for us to branch out and do our own thing in a suite with less overhead. Right. So I just talked to her about searching for suites. We talked about how we were going to treat our clients, how we were going to let them know about the transition. Um, and just, yeah, pretty much how it was going to work. I mean, obviously, we didn't know exactly how it was going to pan out. But we knew that we were the person with the skills. And right. that's why they were coming so I have a super technical question because I'm yes. always curious about this. When you're trying to search for a suite, how do you do that? Do you go to a realtor? Do you go like, how do you a leasing agent? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people might, that's, that's pretty, uh, I think that's a little extra. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we literally just like looked at different places. Honestly, I was in Las Salinas when this happened. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of salon suites out there. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I've been so out just there. like driving up the highway, driving down the street, we can like kind of spot them. And mm-hmm. then I think we just like Googled a few and we literally like went in, checked it out. Um, and we knew the ball was in our court because we weren't asking for a job for them to pay us. Mm-hmm. We were ultimately just looking for space to like obviously pay them. So we would ask, what do you do to accommodate your tenants? What do you have? Do you have laundry? Um, do you have drinks or snacks for our clients? Um, like, what are you going to give us to say, yes, we want to work here and want to bring our clients here and make this a great place and attract more people. So it was really nice to know that while we were shopping for a space. So we literally just went in, talked to the owner, and yeah, if they had the best deal, we took it. Are the owners usually there? You have to call them, or like, how does that work? Absolutely. So we would call them um, after Googling or finding out their right. information. Um, it's pretty much like looking for a house or apartment to some degree, mm-hmm. um, setting up a schedule to kind of get a tour and just talk business. Like, what's the rent but but what are we gonna do here (laughs) all right so that's pretty much how it went what's a normal and i know it ranges but like what's a normal price range for a suite so again upscale and and that's why i say the sky is the limit with entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. either you're gonna do something a little more average or you're gonna do something a little more upscale so it, it ranges. It's a large range. It can start as low as $100 weekly. It can go as high as like $600 weekly. So okay. it just really depends on what type of salon you want to have. Did you have a sweet spot that you were kind of looking for when you started? Yes. I want it to be at the top <laughs> right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming from Las Salinas, it was like, man, we can't downgrade because we want right. to feel just as comfortable, right? Right. In our places they did at our salon. So um, we ended up getting our first place. It was like around the Galleria Mall. So and we got a pretty good deal because it was a brand new building and they were filling up suites. So that worked in our right. favor. But yeah, we definitely wanted to go at scale for sure. Okay. So I'm going to come in with my sweet 300, I guess. I'm like, $300. <laughs> a month <laughs> so you had your plan you talked about how you were going to transition your clients you kind of wanted to keep it upscale yeah. what but everything didn't all I'm, I'm assuming everything didn't always go right so tell no. me about like a failure that you had that you experienced um okay so 
the way that I got paid in my salon was commission only. They bought all of the products and they would just take a percentage of like each client, right? Right. So the new dynamic or the change was I'm not getting commission. I'm paying for all of my products and furniture. I mean, everything. And I, whatever I get, like, I have to make sure all these things are covered. And so that was like very new. The hardest part in that transition was making sure that the rent was covered weekly because I didn't have to do that before. And then also our clients weren't coming in as frequently or as consistently yet because we just moved. So it was like dealing with that race. Um, So it was hard. It was hard. Um, There was a couple of times we almost got locked out of our salon. Like it was really bad. So it was... It was an awakening, but in my heart, it was just like, this is still something I want. How do I survive? Like, I just had this thing inside of me, like, I can't go back. I can't work for anybody anymore. So that's what kept us going, really. And I mean, you said I can't go back. Is there any time time you ever, like, really thought about going back? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't so bad. We had commission. At least we had our bills paid. Right. Um, Yeah, for sure. There's always moments every now and again where it gets really hard. And it's like, you know what? I think I need to go back. But after you have that, like, moment, because you need to have your moments, it's like, if you think about it, the long run is so much more worth it. Like, it's hard right now, but, like, I know what I'm capable of. I know what can happen. And so we're just like, all right, let's get this money together. Let's figure out a plan. What's a special? What's a special that we know our clients love? What's going to get them in the door? What got them in the door in our salon? We can do it here. So just talking about different strategies after your pig party. (laughs) So tell me about one of the specials you did, because I didn't know you had specials. Maybe I would have, you know... You know what? I'm happy to say that I have not done a special in a couple of years because I'm so overly booked that I don't uh-huh. have to. Yeah. Um, if I do, it'd be more of a like thank you to my client. Yeah. So, um, but there was a time where I had to do specials, obviously, to keep client clients coming consistently. Um, one of the specials I did, I had a referral program for sure. Right. Um, So it's just like, hey, if you bring in two friends, let them know that they were sent by you, then you get 50% off or 20% off. Yeah. Um, I've done color specials. Let's say it's like we have Valentine's Day coming up soon. I'd say that week we're going to do, you know, 50% off all colors, like just crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. And so people are like hopping on and taking that chance and then once they get in there we treat them so well right it's like you have to come back you have to yeah and you're super friendly so that's good um i feel like you have the customer service to match i've i've been with someone who like had really great skills but i was like can you like it why is this so awkward i have to sit here for like three hours in this awkward moment But I know one of the things we said we wanted to talk about was what's one of the myths that you just were told that is just not true now that you're in the business? Good question. One of the myths that I was told that is not true. um, There's a general one. 
mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be specific to like what I do, right? But just an entrepreneurship period across the board is that if you are consistent and you do step one, step two, step three, A, B, C, the way I tell you to do it, mm-hmm. it's not going to start off good at first, but eventually it'll pay off. Consistency is the key. That is one of the biggest lies I've ever heard. Consistency works. Consistency is great. Okay. But entrepreneurship is a roller coaster that you've never seen before. Right. (laughs) There's going to be unexpected situations that happen left and right. Like you're literally, if I could explain it, it feels like everything that you plan, you literally are, as soon as you take the first step, you're like walking around it and then coming back to it and then up a couple stair flights of stairs and then finally getting to like what you planned originally and none of it's expected so mm-hmm. there is no easy one two three step roadmap i mean it'll help you but it won't get you there if i anything, think that's a good encourage you to think that that's true yeah i think that's a good point um because i think that sometimes people i do see people getting caught up in that whole consistency and they're like i'm doing it i'm doing it and then it gets hard and they're like i'm still doing it why are the results not there? So that's yeah, a really good why, point. Why is it not working? Yeah. It was kind of surprising that you said that, actually, because I've never heard anyone verbalize that, though. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not a straight shot there. I love the GPS that tells you, turn right, go here, eight more miles, and right. then you're at your, you have arrived. Entrepreneurship is you get in the car, you turn on your GPS, and she tells you, I know you put in an address, but we're not going that way. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> and also, your brakes have been cut. <laughs> Pretty much. So, how in that sort of chaotic roller coaster, GPS nightmare, but beautiful dream, how do you create structure? Ooh. Wow. Good question. You how know. do you create structure? Um. I'd say think about all the things that worked thus far, whether they were small wins or big wins, whatever the case. Know that you can believe in that and expect the unexpected. Um, that would be your foundation. That would be some type of stability. But just be become at peace with or come to peace with it not being a straight shot, with it not being... Um, you won't know the next step. I'm like trying to find like the easiest way to say this, but it almost like it almost isn't. No, I'm feeling Whatever you. Work is gonna work, but just know that it's always gonna change. I think the minute you become at peace with that is the minute things get more peaceful. Um, if you don't come to peace with there will always be unexpectedness, then you're most likely gonna quit, or you're just gonna get burnt out. Because that's just what it is. I feel like I wish there was like a prettier way to say that. No, it's perfect. Where were you t- uh, two years ago when I was going through that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am an A, then B, then C, then D, then E, then whatever type of person, and so I can completely understand, relate to that. I hope that someone else is listening and is like, that's what's been going wrong this whole time. Um, because my last mini tiny episode was about that, just coming to a pace of peace and rest and understanding that you can slow down and think and breathe and it's okay Mm -hmm. you know 
how things work how things play out is how they play out sometimes but you can look at your end goal and say this is what I want to get out of this but you can also stay and rest in a moment and understand that it's going to be a different the expectations will sometimes be different than the outcome or in the journey so that's perfect so when you hit those detours on that GPS how do you how do you change up the plan when you see okay this isn't working Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, how do I change up the plan? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to be real. First of all, I start with I quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I quit. I call a couple people who have been rooting for me, and I'm just like, hey, y'all, I quit. <laughs> Somebody encouraged me right now. Is that why I came in that day and the sign was on the door that said close? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Okay, so you yeah. start with I quit. I start with I quit and then you you gotta have support. Oh my gosh, you cannot go into entrepreneurship without some type of support system. Okay. So the very people who like root for me, I call them first and I tell them it's over. And I'm I'm puffy to I probably have cried. And then just hearing their words of encouragement and reminding me who I am. You know, sometimes right. you forget why you started you forget why you even wanted it and sometimes you just need that reminder and so just hearing them remind me why I started what my skill sets are why I've gotten thus far is like oh my god you're right thank you thank you so much yeah um and sometimes you have to encourage yourself you know just after I have to cry first so I'm speaking for myself after I cry I have to think about all the reasons of why I want to do this and why this is important to me. So that's pretty much it. And then taking from that, okay, what would I do? You know what I'm saying? What do I do next as this person that I remember I am and and move forward? <laughs> right. That may, I mean, that makes sense. It's fundamental. The fundamentals. So... You wrote, I, I don't want to say it's a letter, but you wrote notes, a note to self uh, three years ago. And I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to take it and say you wrote it for this moment. But it was in 2019, you wrote some notes about entrepreneurship. Tell me about that and how that feels to sort of read that today. Yes. Okay. So three years ago, I was just in a place of my career where I really felt like, wow, I did not expect to get here the way that I did, but I was happy about where I ended up. Mm -hmm. And I just woke up. I'm a writer as well. I didn't say that in the beginning when I introduced myself, but I'm a poet and I'm a writer. And so one morning I woke up and I just, it just was on my heart and I just began to write what my journey was like you know, how it felt and what, like you said, what people did not tell me or the things that people did tell me that I realized profoundly was not true and how grateful I was for the experience because not only did my business become a success, but it grew me personally. And I honestly couldn't see it any other way. So with that said, I'll share some of it with you. Um, And it's a lot, so I'm probably not going to get through all of it, but I just want to start with this. There is no easy one, two, three ABC process to true success. The road to true success is a vision, a dream, a plan, hard work, fighting doubts, 
cleaning up mistake after mistake, going a little and in some cases a lot backwards before finding and gaining the strength and wisdom to go forward again. Having childlike faith to do what you cannot see and to be brave against what you did not see coming. Having tough skin, being able to adapt to change within you and around you. Dealing with all kinds of people, even the ones you don't prefer. Understanding that everyone is not like you in your industry and does not have your heart. While keeping the kind of heart you have and prayer and the word of God through each and every one of those levels. When you step forward, you don't continue to walk straight into your journey. When you walk, it feels almost like everywhere you never planned on going before you end up at your dream's destination. Don't let these business owners tell you there's a couple for sure steps you can take. That'll be hard, but if you do them just like this and be consistent, you'll make it. Because what they're not telling you about are the surprises and sharp turns that you don't know are coming that will need you to have God, strength, and patience to go all the way around the path that you thought you would take. It will make you feel like you shouldn't have started in the first place. It'll make you feel like you made a mistake. For some, it'll make you drop that course and go into a totally different direction. This is a part. This is the part that those successful lecturers don't include. The questioning your existence at times, the questioning of your purpose on this earth caused by unexpected yet major setbacks. They come and they go, but you have to be ready. So I'll leave it there. There's a part two. Dang, um, did you girl. Continue because I mean, I was hearing it. We got like a few minutes, but I was hearing it because I was like, dang, somebody's going to, I didn't even interrupt you. I was just like, let me just let her, her go. Uh, how long is the part two? Um, it's not too much longer. Do you want to hear Let's it? hear the part two. All right, let's go for it. I see my sound right. guy. He's over there crying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's okay, Trent. She's got more coming. These instructors who teach these seminars that you go to talk more about the glam than the pain that comes to stretch and strengthen you along the way if you stay on course long enough to let it. Think about it. Entrepreneurs and successful business owners who make a living selling the steps to success stay in business because a lot of us are thirsty for the direct map to our own unique and personal solutions because that's what our dreams are, unique and personal. So how will a stranger ever show you how to get there? These instructors and lecturers will forever be famous and successful because they are giving you information that will keep you coming back for more in hopes that there is an easy way out. Ladies and gentlemen, they are there constantly at the top because of you because of your need to have what they got. They have your attention only to teach you over and over again what can't be taught, just experienced and earned. They begin to get more money from teaching you than actual money from their businesses. They then become motivational speakers about business that they rarely do anymore. Time is spent on motivating you with a process that will not work for everyone. It becomes like the medicine on the market that treats the symptoms but has no cure. It becomes like the drug that gives you temporary peace and relief but carries no long-term power. 
Have you ever been pumped for a few weeks or a few months after a class or a motivational conference where you spent lots of money, then find yourself wanting to give up or become complacent not too long after? What do you do? You desire to go fill up with more because true entrepreneurship is not always being happy or ever always having it figured out. And that's incurable medicine. Those people in position feed you every time. And I'm going to end with this. In entrepreneurship, you have to fail in order to be successful. Snaps, girl. That was so good. That's like a spoken word. I didn't realize we were going to be getting all that. I mean, I feel like we need a little spotlight. You are in all black right now, right? You are ready. I'm ready. That's good. So, I mean, that was perfect. I think that that just, and mic drop. And that was in 2019. And I think that's a little before it was so big to be like a motivational speaker. And I feel like Trent's got something to say over there. Am I lying? He, he's stunned. Trent's my sound guy and he's a little stunned. He got off from his phone and everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. I'm how can we find you? How can we talk more to you? How can people get their hair done by you? Just like, tell me that. Yes. You can find me on Instagram, IG at angel hair, DFW. That is a N G E L H A I R D F S and Frank W. Um, you can also book me on style seed at www.styleseed.com slash angel Anderson nice so in case y'all want more spoken words or you just want your hair done check her out uh, anytime she's in bedford texas and she's got good conversation for you um, anytime you come in and a great presence and ambiance so it's going to be good stuff um i want to i want to thank you first of all for coming on the show for just blessing us with your words of wisdom that have you know you've taken this journey of ups and downs and failures to get here to speak those words of wisdom and to speak it with honesty so I thank you so much for the honesty that you've just dropped here and I just really hope that someone can be blessed by your words but also also I want to pray for you and for your business that it grows and flourishes so if i can do that for just one moment and guys you already know you do not have to be a christian to get some prayer vibes and to benefit from it because she spoke so many great words already and i just want to speak positivity and good things over her and for our listeners as well so uh God, I just thank you for Angel, for her business, for the wisdom that she's um, blessed us with, for uh, the journey that she didn't give up on, the vision that she saw, that she saw through, for everything that took her to come to this moment today. I pray for her business, her salon, her clients, that, you know, just every person that she's touching, and she touches a lot of people, that she's adding her uniqueness, and that dream is, is just filling others, and that she's growing in that, and that there is plenty of success she's already had her goal at the top but i pray that you just make that ceiling even higher um over the next few years higher than she thought that she would get to that when her next letter for 2022 that she's reading in 2025 is like oh my gosh i can't believe 
that you've taken me to this place um, that you just you just make another I don't want to say even a miracle just something just something to amaze her um, for my listeners I pray that you guys are just blessed by this message that you take it to heart and if it was for you that you receive it but also if you are um, caught in that tunnel of or that funnel the tornado of the ups and downs and the roller coaster and your GPS isn't taking you exactly where you want to go that you were blessed by this message and you're okay with the path that God has you on um, and that you you hustle on y'all in Jesus name I pray amen Amen. Thank you so much for thank having me. Thank you. That was so good. So inspirational. You saved our uh, spoken word just for us. Man, I didn't even know it was spoken word. It's funny that you keep saying that. <laughs> it's funny. It was good. All right. Well, that is the show, guys.